Cliff and Kindle time. Yo, 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 yo. Out of this world. No, I never found it here. Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle. This is the show. Don't got nothing for that one, Kendall. Hey, Oh, Kendall, make quick screaming and make sure that door over there is closed all the way. Is it closed? It is so cold in this booth. Oh, well, there's so many holes and cracks in this booth from over the years. You know that it's not really a good insulator to keep us warm. Well, at any rate, I want to make the closer the door is, the better. It's closed. It's so, closed. All right. Well, it's very cold over here. I was <laughs> making sure my dinger wasn't frozen. I thought your dinger like broke into two. It like snapped. It was so cold. <laughs> I thought it was frozen there for a minute because we are not in the Arctic, the opposite of the Arctic, the Antarctic. We're in Antarctica, for God's sake. That's where we are. That's what our show is for, Antarctic. We're going to Antarctica, Kendall. Did you ever think when this humble show began 20, 30 years ago that we'd be in Antarctica one day doing a show at the damn South Pole? Short answer, no. No. You thought maybe we'd be wearing a South Pole sweatshirt, but not at the South Pole. No, I, I, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Called it. Called it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Would you please? I mean, I've got over here. I'm sorry. I've I got to take a minute to rub my hands for warmth while you explain and paint an icy picture of all the damn ice we're surrounded by. Oh, well, we're outside we're, this booth. We're going as south as you can get. We're all the way down in Antarctica, and it is beautiful here. It is snowy, a wintry wonderland, if you will. I mean, you know, I'm sure you probably could just live here all the time if you had a nice warm fire and a fireplace and a and a, like some, you know, some shelter to be in. I, I'm sure you would love this. I mean, I could make anything work, Kendall. I'm resourceful. <laughs> I'm cool and hip and full of ideas. So well, I wouldn't put anything past me. Cliff, I like being here. I like being down here in Antarctica because... It makes me feel just a little bit smaller because we're sitting on 7 million cubic miles of ice. Can you believe that, what is it, 80% of the world's fresh water yes. is here? And 90% of the world's ice. Oh, sorry, Kendall. It's a little bit of it is less fresh now. Charles over there writing his name in oh, the snow, God, Charles, if you know what I that mean. That is fresh, like, historic water. Charles, everybody, I hope our speaker's on out there. Everybody, mind the yellow snow. Oh, God. We should get one of those caution signs. Did anybody pack a caution sign? Get a caution sign. Anybody got some caution tape? Are there any? No? Okay. Well, we, we've set up base camp here. It's it's uh, just the most beautiful picture. The sun is just way off. It's It's so dark here most of the year. But it's just, we had an early sunset, and we've got a beautiful fl- fire going. It's just, I feel like we should tell ghost stories. I know, we need to. We soon, everybody, everybody keeps requesting ghost stories. Everybody being, I think you said that last week, Kendall. 
Yeah, but and you said so it was, I think. Soon we will. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. And Cliff, don't you feel so smart I, down here with all these scientists? They're everywhere. No, I feel like an idiot with all the scientists. I feel like they're probably calculating how dumb I am <laughs> when I ask, like, which way to the porta potty and. You know, then I asked this scientist this morning, I said, which way to the porta potty? And he said, like, 90 degrees latitude or something. <laughs> of course, I went the wrong way. And I also, and he's like, no, 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 not that way, the other way. And then I turned around and I just slipped and fell, busted my big fat ass on the, the ice. And needless to say, that wasn't the only thing that busted. The dam busted at the same time. <laughs> Had my own bowel attack there on the ice. Here in Antarctica, but you know what, Kendall, South Pole is not going to get me down. So guys, watch out for brown and yellow snow. <laughs> I think <laughs> that brown, it's been covered by so many layers oh, okay. of new snow that now it's just down near the Should Earth's be safe core. Now. Should be safe. But anyway, Kendall, for God's sake, you have not even mentioned what the hell this episode is even about. I hadn't. I was letting everybody just stay in suspense for a little bit, but Cliff, for a little bit, what could it be? What could it be? I'm so I'm so excited to find out. Cliff, we're talking about not 1986, but 1996. Oh. We're traveling ten years in time into the future. Kendall, can you believe 1996? was 25 years ago. No, I can't believe it. <laughs> no. Now, last week, I know you said about 86, you said, can you believe all the movies? And I was a little bit like, well, yeah, I sort of knew that a lot of movies came out every year. I wasn't really stunned by that. But, but, but this year, week, this year, I look, and all, they're just, I, and I think what it was is just there's so many, and I cannot believe, yeah. That they are 25 years old yep. this year, I think is what stunned me. Like, can you believe Disney, you know, one of your beloved, also appeared on many countdowns, a Disney has been making live action remakes of their cartoons for 25 years? 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close came out in 96. Yeah, they've been sneaking them in there for a while now. They're trying to trick us into thinking that we want all of them. This is nothing new. Every time you're like, well, damn, uh, thanks for the shot-by-shot CGI remake of life-size lines. Really needed that. Thanks. They've been doing this for decades. (laughs) When when will the madness stop? When will? Not anytime soon. (laughs) Cliff, back in 1996, the average cost of a house was $118,000. Twister, the movie Twister, oh, is 25 years old. I did old. see that. I can't, That was the movie that was like, because surround sound had just kind of like come into our lives in home theaters. Yeah. You know? And you'd always go to somebody's house that had a surround sound. They're like, let me put Twister on. And it was like, you sounded like you were inside of a tornado and it was terrifying. Well, I remember seeing it at the old Rivergate 8 and it was in a theater, you know, one of the massive size theaters. Yeah. With just like huge amounts of seats. And it was packed. It was overflow. It broke every fire code. There were people it like sitting in the aisles. Really? No kidding. Uh, yeah. It, to see Twister. We couldn't wait to see if Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton fixed the tornado. And they did. Spoiler alert. 
But I, I've got to see that one again. I used I used to really like it, and of course I like the Twister experience. Oh, I love at, that. Uh, yeah. Universal, right? Yes, that was so good. Um, and I don't think they have that there anymore. Those days are gone. Add that to the. Well, someday we'll do a countdown of things that they don't have anymore at theme parks that we wish that, oh, that they still had. I will ace that one. Ace it. <laughs> You're going to ace that one. Bitch. All right. Well, I'm going to flip a space coin over here. All right. See who goes first <gasps> in the 1996 countdown. Listeners, are you ready? Place your bets. <laughs> All right. Place your bets. Place I'm your gonna bets. Flip. Kendo, you tell me. You want head or tail? Uh, last call, listeners. All right. Uh, heads. Oh, head it is, Kendall. Get yourself some head. You get to go first. All right, Cliff. Number 10. Number 10. Which I remind you, number 10. Still an honor to be on the countdown at all. I was just going to say that myself, that I know you're going to say like, oh, this must be because it's number 10. It's the worst, but it's not because it's still an honor to be on the list. Cliff, Uh, it was the year that the song Macarena took off. And came all into our hearts, and we did the Macarena together. Did you go around doing the Macarena? Is that number 10, or are you just mentioning that? No, that's number 10. Oh, okay, I was afraid of that. Yes, I do remember <laughs> the Macarena, of course. Now, what's funny is people still do it. That is one of the dances people, like yeah. children, somehow instinctively know it coming out of the womb they're doing it I thought, they still know how to do it to I, macarena i thought it was important enough to make it on the list because it was a big part of everybody's life and i did i have to say when i was i loved it i did it i proudly did the macarena uh, right for everybody loved it Proudly, I don't know if I if I did it proudly, but I did it. I did. I did it. <laughs> That's the only dance I could actually do that I could like follow the steps. So I was like, love it. This is this is my move. <laughs> move your hands. Right, move right. your arms. Well, thank you. Who sang <laughs> right. the Macarena? Uh, Everything. You know that group. I don't. Know. The <laughs> the Eagles. The Eagles. It was, yes, it was the Eagles' uh, wonderful hit Macarena. Uh, you owe it to the listeners to look it up, Kendall. Who sang it? We'll wait. We'll wait. All right. Can you imagine how Kendall's teachers must have felt when they were like, Kendall, please give us some background on this. He's like, nah. Well, you see, just go, go to the library and look it up. We're in Antarctica, you know, and the, the Wi-Fi is really slow here, so... Well, listen, just because the wires are frozen, I'm still I still expect you to put in the work just like the band did who recorded the Macarena 25 damn years ago. I'll tell you some other things from 25 years ago what, oh, while we wait for your Wi-Fi. I'm done. It finally loaded. Well, okay. What? It was a it's a Spanish dance song by Los Del Rio about a woman Los of the same Del name. Los Del Rio. The woman of the same. Oh, the woman is Macarena. Yeah. All right. It, not Janet Reno. It's, ra- okay, it's ranked as the number one greatest one hit wonder of all time in VH1 uh, in 2002. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Sometimes we'll also have to have a one hit wonder <laughs> countdown, Kendall. Set, set the record straight on that. 
But anyway, Kendall, you chose that it's number 10 and there's no turning back now. And <laughs> I think it's great. And a dancer like you, no doubt, you're going to pick a dance song. One of the great dances of Back. all time. Kendall, number nine. I th- oh, my. Uh, last week, I was so allergic to all of that kangaroo fur, which never did your passport even turn up. You had to travel here in Mr. Snodbottom's old vaudeville trunk. <laughs> well... And I think there was a lot of dust in that. It's really been getting to me. Is that why? Because, well, you were in there. How long was our our ship journey from Australia to Antarctica? Oh, it, it felt about like 12 days. In my, I don't remember how long it was. It was. You know, up in the, you know, lower decks where we were, where we stayed, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, you know, she would order some mint juleps every day or two. But anyway, Kendall. I'd love for you to bring me something every once in a while. Well, I can't. I didn't. What if I had done that? What if I had brought you a virgin mint julep down to the baggage area to an old vaudeville trunk? I bring a virgin mint julep. I think that might have given us a wake into you. Might have been in international jail for well, stowing away. Maybe so. It's not our fault that you lost your passport and your wallet. Okay, that's on you for letting Charles steal it and put it in a kangaroo pouch. <sighs> but anyway, Kendall. It's not what I'm talking about now. Thank God. <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Sorry, my, my bail. I think it was frozen there for just a second. I had to thaw it out. <laughs> Kendall, this whole show, just like number nine, it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> it's like rain on your wedding day. You know, it's like if you, let's say you were an old man who turned 93 and you won the lottery and then you die the next damn day. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? 25 years ago, Alanis laid it out for us and we are all better for it. Thank you. Don't you think? (laughs) Yes, isn't it ironic? Oh, did you love Ironic by Alanis Morissette when it ruled airwaves 25 years ago? You know I did. I listened to it blaring in the car. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like rain. It's like rain on your wedding day. Like a day. Free ride. When you've already paid. It's a good advice that you just didn't take. And who would have thought it bigger? Yeah, Kendall. Such a good song. Alanis. Such right a good Right up there song with Macarena. The right up there with Macarena. Oh, from, from the <laughs> wonderful Jagged Little Pill <laughs> album. Oh my, me oh my oh on Clip. the bio. Ironic, isn't it ironic, oh my folks? Dear. Oh. 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 Isn't it so oh. chilly outside? Oh. 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 I almost slipped on the ice oh. coming dear. into the booth. Careful, dear. You don't want to have a bowel attack out there. Dear, it might freeze you to the ice. No, it definitely could. It'd be like that in a Christmas story. Ooh. I think that's what happened in a Christmas story. Well, what, what are... Sorry, it's the, the being down so far to the South Pole, I think, is bringing them out of me. Sorry. Oh, goodness, dear. 
It's having ill effects on many of us, I think, dear. <laughs> yes, uh, oh, especially all of these sorority girls that are on this sightseeing tour of Antarctica with us. Oh, they're so rowdy, Kendall. Oh, oh, you should have seen them, boys. Oh, yes, they, there's no time for sleep without that crew. Oh, they've been keeping me up, too. Oh, Kendall, I don't even want to know what your implication was, Kendall. But these sorority girls, you know, they keep singing all of these, like, Delta Gamma Gamma songs or whatever. And, I, you know, I tried to go over and make friends because it was really late. And I was trying to, you know, listen to some old Barbra Streisand records through my Bluetooth headphones. But I just couldn't even hear them. Because they kept singing all these like sorority songs. And so I thought, I'm going to go talk to them, get on their level. And I tried to tell them about that old, you know, remember the old sketch on Saturday Night Live? It's like, Delta, 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 can I help you, help you, help you? From the, it's from like the 80s or the 90s. Do you remember this? Oh, yes, dear, I remember that well. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're speaking of, boy. No. <laughs> uh, who who was in the sketch? I don't, I don't remember it. It was... The one I remember, remember the the girl, or the woman, I should say, from Saturday Night Live, she was blonde, and she played also, like, Jan Brady on, on there, and she had the face where she kind of would make, like, this face, like... I think so, yeah. And it was her. She was there. But anyway, Kendall, I was trying but I don't well, let's just say they were even the sorority girls themselves were even less impressed than you are. <laughs> well, they they knew and cared even less about what I was trying to talk to them about. So I, I couldn't make any headway, and they just kept singing, kept doing like sake bombs or whatever. I can't even tell you. But it was so late into the night. I know. Cliff, I'm sorry. I know you've been going on so long about the sorority girls. But you have not even mentioned why Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn and Mr. Snodbottom are both holding chainsaws. Oh my God! Oh goodness, dear! These, dear, are these these are just for our class that we're taking ice sculpting, dear. Isn't this going to be wonderful? Oh, I think it's going to be so much fun, Sugarlumper. I think I want to sculpt a, an image of oh, Jesus oh. Christ, our Savior, perhaps on the cross. What a wonderful idea! I think you should, dear. What? What should I do? Right, what are you gonna carve? Oh, what? I don't know, dear. What should I do? Uh, what? I don't know. Kendall, what do you think? What's Mrs. Maybe. Um, maybe like Captain Picard? She could do. Oh, no, dear. No. Oh, God. No, never mind. Sh wrong. Ask a stupid person. I mean, sorry, ask a stupid question. No, um, and you get a stupid answer. No, I was gonna say she could do a sculpture of you and I, Kendall, but there's just not enough ice for that. Well, I know that's. Yeah, for sure not. So maybe you could do another. Maybe if. Uh, you know, some, I'm sure Jesus, some other, another oh, Jesus. Yeah, I've got it, dear. I'm going to do one of my most favorite, wonderful things in the world. I'm going to do my wonderful daffodil. I'm going to make a sculpture of Mr. Snodbottom. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I don't know about that, Shulam. I don't know. I think it's a wonderful idea. embarrassing me, dear. Oh. oh dear, please. This uh, will be wonderful. The one thing I love to look at the most. Well, oh, I think is that your instructor over there who has got he's got that mohawk and he's also got a chainsaw and he's see motioning you oh. all over there. Oh dear, we have our chainsaw. We're ready to go. Oh god, they're very loud. Okay. So, Ooh. all right. Yeah, shut the door. Oh, now it smells like gas in your hand it's cold. Well, it's better than the other smell that it smelled like before, I guess. Yeah, I have to admit, it's getting better. All right. <laughs> so, Clip number. Yeah. Eight. 
Hey, wouldn't it be great? Hey, hey, to hear number eight, what would it be? It would be great, Cliff. Something that has really influenced our life for many, many years, and we still can't let go of this technology. Mumbo Cliff, number five. Mumbo <sighs> number five. No, Cliff. The DVD came out of Japan in 1996. What? <laughs> now, it, can you believe it? Something you'd love that much would come out. I can't believe that anything I would love <laughs> that much would ever come out. No, 25 believe years. It. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm, I guess I'm not stuck in 86 as much as I am in 96, since I just still keep buying these <laughs> exactly. DVDs, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, what was the first DVD you bought that you can remember Damn, of a movie? I was I was waiting to ask you that question exactly. I know what mine was. Oh, what was um, it? It was... Because I remember for my birthday, my mother got me a like cheap ass DVD player, but it worked. Of course, uh-huh. it was great. And a uh, and uh, Jurassic Park and Men in Black got me those two DVD. That was the first two DVDs I ever got. Oh, those are great! Believe it. Yeah. What did you I, have? I think I got a DVD player for Christmas, and so I got like a few at once. But mm-hmm. I remember, I know the first ones I would have bought would have been like Batman. Uh, yeah. I was one of the first ones for sure, and for some, I remember like one of the very first ones also uh, was the movie Election with <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Oh, uh huh. Well, you got to like, think too; there weren't yeah. as many choices as well. Like there weren't like it wasn't just like abundant everywhere every movie. Right. You know? Well, I loved that movie, but you know that was just oh, one yeah, of the yeah. brand new ones. But yeah, you had to wait on that stuff to come out because not everything was out. Oh, especially the old kids. Stuff. It was yeah, hard. It. it was hard. Back then. <laughs> Times were hard. We were still fat. I didn't say <laughs> we were hard bodied back then. <laughs> we were not. We were fat as can be. And isn't it ironic? No, it's not ironic because <laughs> it's that's what exactly what you would think. Is well yeah, Cliff and Kendall were fat to begin with. So back then and now. That we are, Cliff. That we are, Kendall. What number are we on? Number seven. <laughs> Believe it. Oh my. Number seven. Oh, Kendall. Oh, get, get down. Off that, I gotta start ringing the bells. The bells, 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 bells of Notre Dame. The hunchback of Notre Dame! Oh, the good old hunchback. The Disney classic, one that I'm sure they'll sooner or later get around to putting out a real life version maybe a cgi hunchback <laughs> with andy circus uh, you know in a green suit with golf balls on it doing the acting i'm sure they'll do that when they reopen notre dame oh well, maybe so maybe it's a cross promotion they can film there yep. in the newly renovated <laughs> notre dame of course they can just call it disney's notre dame but anyway it was 25 years ago 25 years ago summer that I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I just thought it was just the damnedest, greatest movie. 
and I sang all the songs alone in my bedroom uh, over and over again, put on the full show of the full soundtrack CD, and boy, wasn't it a good time had by all, which was just me alone, so I was all, and I had a good time. God help the outcasts where nobody Ringing the bells, 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 bells of Notre Dame. I didn't see that when it came out, but I finally watched it, I think last year for the first time. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It's a great one. And I urge you all to look it up. It was 25 years old this year. Hopefully there will be some huge celebration at (laughs) Disney. For that. I ask for nothing I can get by, but I know so many less lucky than I. Please help my people, the poor and down to rock. I thought we all were the children of God. Um, see, I finally started going back and watching all these now that I have Disney Plus because they're all on there, so you can go find everything. There you go. Um, all right, Cliff, that was a good one. That was a good one. I agree. Um, next Agreed. up, next up, Kendall, it, it's number five, and that's not a joke. No, it's time for bad jokes. Not a joke. <laughs> Ooh, bad jokes. I got some good ones for you. All right, I will start us out, Cliff, All with right, a real bad, bad joke. You insist. A family of potatoes sit down to dinner. The daddy potato, the mama potato, and three daughter potatoes. The eldest daughter says that she has to an announcement to make. She's getting married to an Idaho potato. And the potato parents say, oh my, how nice, getting married. We are so happy. The second daughter says that too, uh, that she too has an announcement and that she is engaged to marry a russet potato. Ooh, a russet potato. That's so nice. Congratulations. We're happy for you. And then the youngest daughter said that she has an announcement to make as well and that she's going to get married to Brian Williams. And the mommy potato burst into tears and says, oh, honey, you could do much better than him. He's just a commentator. Remember when Brian Williams did you get it? lied Common about tater. being in a military helicopter when it was shot down or something? And then he had to yes, apologize after. He's like, well... Well, they're going to have to talk about that on the wedding night. They're going to have to get that out in the open. Oh, somebody tell that potato. Kendall, one, two, three, four farmers were seated at the bar in a tavern where everybody knows your name. Bum, 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 bum. And at the table next to them sat a young girl. Young girl, get out of my mind. The first man said, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> womb. The second replied, no, it must be womb. And the third said, you both have it wrong. It's womb. And the fourth said, no, it has to be womb. At this, the young lady could stand it no longer. She got up. 
walked over to the farmers and said, Look, you idiot morons. It is womb. That's it. That's all there is to it. Then she left. And eventually, one of the farmers broke the silence by saying, Well, I don't know. Some girl like that, I don't know. See how she could know. I bet she's never even heard an elephant fart. Whoa. I feel like that's a song. Have you ever heard an elephant fart? Where have all the elephant farts gone? Long time passing. But there is a nudist colony for communists. Oh, two old God. men. Are, two old men are sitting on the front porch. One turns to the other and says, "I say, old boy, have you read Marx?" And the other said, "Yes, I believe it's these wicker chairs." <laughs> oh. Kendall, you're never going to believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> a couple. They got <laughs> caught. Uh-oh. Making out in a car by a cop. And the cop, he says, well, what do you think you're doing? And the guy says, well, officer, we were just necking. And the cop says, well, yeah, then you better put your neck back in your pants and get the hell out of here. <laughs> just necking. Naked. He was a Texas Root word Ranger. for naked. Yeah. Um, Cliff, the chicken and the egg. Which they're came laying first? In the bed. Hold on, they're laying in the bed. Oh. Don't let, let's not jump forward. <laughs> the chicken is smiling and smoking a cigarette, Uh-oh. but the egg is upset, and she mutters to herself, "Well, I guess we answered that question." See, it's hey, good we, that we I answered your question, Cliff. I told you. I asked. It wouldn't have worked if I hadn't asked. Exactly. But it just just worked just beautiful, Kendall. Right. <laughs> Two little Dutch girls are riding their old rickety bikes. Oh, no, sorry. That's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Do over. Two nude statues, one of a man, one of a woman, stand across from each other in a secluded park. Now, this is like... Uh, Big budget CGI movie, everybody. This <laughs> joke, so just imagine it. In a few hundred years after these statues have been put in place, what but an angel flutters down to them. And with a wave of the angel's hand, suddenly the statues have been given life and they step down from their pedestals. And the angel said, Oh, I've been sent to grant the mutual request you've both made after hundreds of years, standing across from each other, unable to move. But be quick, you only have 15 minutes before you must become statues again. And the man looks at the woman, and they both blush and giggle, and then they run off into some underbrush. An intense rustling comes from the bushes, and seven minutes later, they both come back to the angel, obviously satisfied. <laughs> the angel smiles at the couple and says, Oh, that was only seven minutes. Why not go back and do it again? And the former statues look at each other for a moment. Then the woman says, Well, why not? But let's reverse it this time. You hold down the pigeon and I'll shit on it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Talking about shitting on a pigeon. <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Love it, Cliff. Well, are you is that all the jokes you got? Can I have one final joke? 
Well, I have one, but I, I've got to say it just before we go to break. Well, I don't. I have plenty of time, lots <laughs> of things to do, and I'll just tell mine then. If yours has to be, I don't listeners, I don't know what's going on. Kendall, Mary and Betty were friends that worked at the same office, and at lunch, Betty confided to her co-worker that she had had an awful row with her husband the night before. What was it about? asked Mary. Well, he was going to a closet looking for something and found my birth control pills. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, uh, he had a vasectomy two years ago, didn't he? Oh, crikey. Oh, crikey. Crikey, 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 don't go anywhere. Cliff and Kendall are just getting started. Starburst fruit juice. A burst of refreshing fruit flavor for you. Tastes like mouth-watering orange, scrumptious strawberry too. Luscious lemon, tangy cherry, sunshine flavors all strawberry too. What a great break! But I'm glad we're back. Back for more, just like Cliff and Kendall. And yeah, I really do think it's like rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride on your wedding It's the good advice. Such a dusting day. Bye, bye. Believe it, 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 drunkenly stumbled into that snowman you built out there then they might have given you a piece of this ice cream cake too but you scolded them and you, if you had well, laughed Cliff, at all i was right i was right in the middle of my song do you want to build a snowman mm. i was building it trust me i'm angry that i don't have that well can you, and you could share you know if no. you wanted to it wouldn't, it's not right with the germs, but you know, you gotta just roll with the punches, Kendall, or roll with the people, roll it all roll over your it. snowman. Well, maybe I'll just make some, uh, some ice cream out of my, my depleted snowman later. Hey, there you go. Make lemons out of lemonade. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I love it. I love it. Cliff, it's time for what, what's the number? What's the next number? Where are we at? Number, are we ready for six? Six. Yes. Number six, Cliff. 
Now, I uh, s- seem to remember, I remember back in film school. Try to remember sign- a time <laughs> back in film school. Okay. Where we would sign on and try to buy things on this new thing that came out in 1996. That was eBay. Mm-hmm. I used pink bathrobe, a rare mint snow globe, a smurf, TV. Trade I bought on eBay. eBay. Did you buy and sell a lot on eBay? Kendall, my old friend Heather and I, we went in together on a P.O. box because we had so damn much stuff coming in from eBay <laughs> that we could not allow our parents to see this many packages arriving for us so uh does that answer your question i i think it does What about you? Tell me your your eBay memories. Well, I, I like I said, I remember. I I think when I first signed up for eBay, maybe we were in film school in this that screenwriters yeah. office or whatever it was, and and I remember my handle or my na- username was future underscore Spielberg. Oh. <laughs> and I and every time I think of eBay, I think of that username because I don't think I've. Like it after that lapse, I, I don't have one, and I, I haven't really bought anything on eBay lately. But that's that's my greatest memory of eBay. Beautiful memories, <laughs> beautiful memories. I bought a few things, you know. I panic buy DVDs, another thing from 1996. So I get mm-hmm. worried that I'll never have access to them again. So I'll buy. And so I bought some things on eBay. It's still alive. It's still kicking. Yeah, I, yeah. We bought things for the theater for eBay. Beautiful. Um, is that? Can you imagine? Can you wrap your mind around that eBay has been around for twenty-five years? No. Oh yeah, I bought it on eBay. around a lot of things these years these days even if it's a day or a year can't even wrap my head around no it. can't wrap it can't wrap it it's like a hard weird shape present you just oh. can't wrap it yeah now have have you been seeing the the sculptures that they're making over there in their ice class like look at how beautiful mrs potter butter butter turns is mrs potter butter butter has really captured the dignity of Mr. Snodbottom in that ice sculpture. She really has. <laughs> in a way that Mr. Snodbottom never has. No, but you know, I'll give it to him. His ice sculpture also looks really good. How is he getting the details so right of the, the crown of thorns on Jesus' head as he I know, hung with on the, the cross? How is he doing it? 
He it just that, that teacher is good, kid. Whoever it is, they're good. The Mohawk guy. I know. Do you, you want to take a class after this? I, Kendall, if I even picked up a chainsaw, I would have fewer fingers instantly. No, I never. <laughs> You're right. Maybe I shouldn't take a class of the chainsaw with you. That would be bad news. Well, I'm so glad you got that ice cream, Cliff, and not sharing it. I'm, Kendall, it's <laughs> the sorority girls. It's the sorority girls. All right, Cliff. Yeah. What is number five on this Wonderful list of 1996. Oh, damn. Here we go. Here we go. Kendall, in 96, there was a great album by Dolly Parton that I got for Christmas. It was called Treasures. It was her. She did a bunch of covers of other songs. One of my favorite covers uh, was, you know, Peace Train, which I still think of and play all the time, her her cover of it. But Mm -hmm. that's not... Number five. What's number five <laughs> is <Pick that> up. <laughs> the remix of Dolly's Peace Train. I believe it's the Junior Vasquez remix. It's 13 minutes long. It is a journey, journey, journey to go on. And it is one of the things I still, I put it on mixes. I still make mixes, everybody. 25 years later, I'm still mixing. <laughs> but... Can't take it out can't of stop. you. Can't stop, won't stop, couldn't stop if I would, could stop. But anyway, <laughs> Kendall, at the Peace Train remix. It is so good. Ooh, ooh, ah, yeah. Peace Train. It is so good. Surprised you're not playing the whole thing. I maybe maybe at the end of the show we'll go out and just play the last the, the last thirteen minutes. <laughs> the last thirteen. It's that good, Kendall. It is that good. Well, we can we all need to be on a peace train these days. Yes, we do, and we, we can it. dedicate it to peace. Amen. <laughs> Are you seeing the, the ice sculptures progress, dear? Are they wonderful? They're good. Now, Mr. Schnabon, he's still out there. Oh, he slipped on the bow. Oh, oh, goodness, dear. Oh, Are you okay? Yes. Oh, sorry about that, Sugarlum. Oh, boys, how do you think our ice sculptures are coming? We were just talking about them. They are looking amazing. Really good. Oh, thank you, boys. It's like I wish there was a really, really cold museum somewhere where they could just always be on display. Because it's good because... Oh, now isn't that a wonderful idea? Yeah, that is a good idea that I just had. But Mr. Snodbottom, um, you know, you are getting such good detail on the crown of thorns and the beard and the abs of Jesus over there. How are you doing it with just this soft touch like that? 
<laughs> oh, you know, it's just one of those things I think I was born with. My Uncle Pepperoni, he had us carving tree stumps and things like that. Large piles of cement when I was but a boy back in Busheltown. Well, that explains uh, maybe he's born with it or maybe it was Uncle Pepperoni. Maybe so. Maybe it's Maybelline, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter. Yours is so good too, Mr. Snodbottom. You know, you've really caught him. I love how, you know, you know he's wearing one of his best toupees in your sculpture. I just think it's fantastic. Oh, well, dear, he's, he's just my muse anyway, and it's so <laughs> wonderful to look at his beautiful face while I carve. <laughs> oh, dear. You're making me blush and warming me up here in the coldest of places. Oh, oh dear. Well, I'm just so happy to know that no matter how long we leave this place that your ice sculpture will always stand here. Oh, think about that. It is kind of like putting something on the moon or something, you know? Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, we should have carved one of us if we could have only found more than this seven million cubic tons of ice to work yeah, with. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough. Wasn't enough. But, well, maybe you could get Mrs. Potter Butter Butter. Maybe you can get uh, one of the sorority girls to take y'all's picture over there by your sculptures. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Oh, and they're serving hot chocolate there, but we would need to go get some quickly. Dear. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh. Will you take my photo over here? Yes, pl- please, girls. Oh. oh, that looks so good. I'm so jealous that they're doing such a great job. They're doing really well. Now, they're drinking that hot chocolate from the sorority girls, which means it's probably just like loaded with gin or something in there don't you think oh well they better be careful yielding that uh, chainsaw after they've been drinking better be careful believe it be careful uh oh, next up on our list number what is it four? Four. 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 yeah number four well i know you do number four Kendall. that's not what i would do i would do WWID? <laughs> what would I do? What would What would you do? What, well, I'll tell you what I would do. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll go ahead and listen to you and go along with it. All right. WWID. What would I do? Kendall, you start us out while I finish this sorority ice cream cake. <laughs> okay, Cliff. How, how many more slices you got over there? How long do I this need to talk? This is it. It's over. It's over. Got a couple bites. All right. <laughs> That's your their book title. This is it. It's over. Uh-huh. Uh, Cliff, you're helping a friend clean out an old abandoned building right. because he said he would take you to the buffet if you help. Um. So you find a briefcase, and when you open it, you find a million dollars inside and a bloodstained note that just simply says, Don't. <laughs> what do you do? I do what the note asked. Is it a note or a napkin? It's a note, a bloodstained note. Oh, well, you don't take that. That didn't want you to take that note. So you set that note outside onto the ground. <laughs> and then you just take the money. You know, hopefully I got a hoodie with some deep pockets on. And whoever, who am I with? A friend. A friend. An, an uh, unnamed who, friend. You're helping clean out an old abandoned building. Well, yeah. then we'll, I guess we'll split it. And then we go to Best Buy, buy some DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Cliff. Unfortunately, the money was cursed. <laughs> no, I don't know. I it could be, it could not, but that's that's what you would do. That's what I would do, Kendall, and there's no doubt about it. Now, here, what would you do no in this situation? One day, <gasps> you're out walking on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and you see 
not his star, but the star himself, Scott Bakula. And he says, Kendall, <laughs> Quantum Leap is real. And I need you to leap back in time. And you get to pick one natural disaster that you will be able to avert through a quantum leap scenario. What would you do? What natural disaster would you leap back and fix? Uh, there's been so many. Uh, I would... Here's what I would do. I would Google and find the one that had the most deaths, and then I would do that one. All right, there you go. He did not <laughs> stipulate that you could not Google. All right. Exactly. What What would Cheaty say about that on Good Place? What? He'd say the that's the best philosophy. That's the, for doing good. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you, there go. you go. The devil. He just appears in a puff of smoke in front of Uh-oh, you. Uh-oh, not the devil. And, uh, he tells you that he can make a deal with you. And you've told him you don't know how to play the fiddle. And he says it doesn't have anything to do with that. And then he's sick of hearing people say that. And anyway, he can uh, sell... If you, you can sell your soul to him, and you can get whatever you want in return. Whatever you want. What do you do? Well, what I mean, what is... What are the terms and conditions on selling the soul? You're selling your soul to the devil. But what does so that, that mean? That means you, when you die, his, your soul is his. You go to hell. Well, then, I mean, I mean, wouldn't it be worth it to not do that? And then, because you'll be dead longer than you would be alive. Well, that, and therein lies the question. Therein lies it, Kendall. There it lies. I'm going to play it as it lies. And <laughs> well, what do you do? <laughs> well, I guess I tell him that. I'm like, I guess I just re reason this out. Sorry, Lucifer. <laughs> Sorry, Lucifer. No deal. No deal. Deal or no deal. No deal. Kendall. There it is. Speaking of yep. old Scratch himself, Satan, fallen angel in hell he decides to do what but just mess with you kendall and he's gonna trap you for a thousand years and you're gonna be shrunk down real small and you get to decide for a thousand years are you gonna live inside a snow globe or inside a ship that's inside a bottle what would you do asks satan I would. I'll take the ship. I'll take the ship. Ahoy, because, matey! You know, they both are like trapped in a bottle thing or whatever. I mean, there is a chance that I could get the cork out of the bottle for the ship in the bottle, but we, we're not even going down that route because there's there's plenty of like uh, food and stuff in the ship's quarters that I can make, and so I'll be way better off there than I would be with just a little island on a snow globe and a snowman or something. All right. I thought there was probably like a house in there and it'd be like a nice winter scene in the snow globe. Oh, not my snow globe. Not my president. <laughs> All right, Kendall. What is next in this What Would I Do session? Cliff, the League of Superheroes. They show up and they say that you are going to become a superhero. You have to choose which of your friends will be your sidekick and what powers both of you will have. What do you do? 
I mean, who I pick is obvious. It's my sidekick, Charles the Contractor. No, you, Kendall, and your power right. would be it's... that you can, you know, you could just eat anything. So if there's a villain around, a bank robber, and, you know, he, you could just eat him. And then <laughs> my superpower... You didn't say, but I wouldn't gain any weight. Uh, it's all molecular, Kendall. They they, they figure okay. it out. My superpower would be that I'm so good looking that I can you know just win over any situation because they just you know they get they get lost in my eyes, and so <laughs> you know there you go. So I'll be devastatingly gorgeous superhero. You'll be my sidekick that eats everything. With, with an insatiable appetite. It's lucky that I eat everything, and I'll be like the comic relief in that, because you, your your superhero movie would just be, you'd be going around, you'd be like, looking in their eyes, and just be lost. Yeah. And flow, flow, and whatever you want them to do. I think that movie would sail. I think any, Hollywood, uh, <laughs> we're at Cliff and Kendall. You can tweet us for the rights to that super scenario. There you go. It's, it's on the market. On the market. Patent pending. Patent pending. Kendo. Yeah. <clears throat> that. Ugh. But also. Why? <laughs> one day, you're strolling through the park one day, and what but an alien abducts you, pulls you right up into oh, the no. ship, and you pass out once you get into the uh. ship. And uh, sometime later, you know, you're blinking your eyes and you're waking up and you realize, uh-oh, all you are now, Kendall, is a head floating in a jar in a human head museum on the alien's home planet. What would you oh my. do? Well, well, um, well, um, since I'm, I'm never going to get a head being without a body. Uh-oh. Um... I guess I would just, you know, I've always wanted to know the mysteries of the universe and what was out there. So I guess I would just enjoy being in this museum and and learning all these new things about the alien civilization. What a beautiful, beautiful way to take that whole situation. You know, what's fun about the museum is that the aliens, they can come to the museum, they see your head, and then they can also buy pieces of you to eat from the rest of your body. Oh, no. So, they'll be... Co- I guess I should have quit while I was ahead. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kendall, do you have any more what would I do for me? No, I'm done asking what you're going to do. I don't want to know anymore. Well, fuck it, Kendall. Fuck you both, because... <laughs> I've got one more for you, all right? Let's see if you can redeem yourself and get yourself out of being a head in a jar for all eternity. (laughs) Kendall, well, you know what? You're at the Waffle House, and you're walking by the the broom closet, and out of the broom closet at the Waffle House jumps an evil genie. Uh Uh-oh. And Uh you bump into him, and you jostle his turban, and so he decides to curse you. Oh, Kendall, from now on... Take a turn. <laughs> from now on, you have to feed your butt and the poop will come out of your mouth. What would you do? 
You wait. So you feed through the butt. Do you feed food or you feed poop? No, you feed food through the butt, and then it comes. Food, the poop and poop comes, comes out, out of your, out your mouth. mouth. Yeah. Simple, um, simple situation here. Well, I mean, what else are you gonna do except for live with it? <laughs> I there's there's no way around it. There's no uh, other genie in another Waffle House close by that you could change back. So, I guess I would learn to feed myself through the butt, and you know how much I love to eat. So I'm gonna have to work on a delivery system Whoa. to get it in there. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then I'll just, uh, it, I mean, pooping will be a lot easier. <laughs> will it? I think it would be, you have to, oh, I think it might not be easier. You're, unfortunately, I mean, it'd be gross, but it would be. tongue is right there. You have to take your pants down or anything, so, it, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine people's face when you, you know, you burp? <laughs> it'd be very unpleasant. Ooh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you just put a mask on and it'll hide all that, too. <laughs> uh, okay. No mask can hide the truth, Kendall. And the truth is, what What number are we on? <gasps> We're at number four. four. All right. All right. You know, last week I spoke of Oprah and when her show started. I do. Well, in 1996, she started the Oprah Book Club. Everybody look under your chair. It's a book. I love it. Wasn't that a wonderful one? It is. What were her first books? Oprah's first books. Stand by. Stand by. I'll tell you some <laughs> things also while, the, while your Wi-Fi warms up. Other things, another show that came on our beloved, uh, uh, our lady of broadcast yeah. comedians, Kathy Griffin, her wonderful Suddenly Susan suddenly appeared in 1996. There was another primetime Muppets show called Muppets Tonight that ran for a little while in 1996. There, oh, we've been living all our lives, living in a gangster's paradise. Gangster's paradise is 25 years old. And maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. Wonderwall is 25 years old. And Kendall, I don't know. What about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Do you remember that song? Breakfast at Tiffany's? Breakfast at Tiffany's, Tiffany's said, said, I think I remember the film. I said, I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's one thing we got. They used, they don't write them like that anymore, Kendall. They just don't. They just don't. And Kendall, I hope that, this is this all coming back to you now? Because that's... It's all coming back, all coming back to me now. Also, 25 years old. It's all coming back to me <laughs> now. Can you believe that, Kendall? Are you shitting your pants over there? Uh, right when the wind is so cold. Uh-huh. And Kendall, uh, the question we're still asking, 25 years later. What if God was one of us? Just a slob. Oh, 
loved. I still I, this seeing <laughs> these songs. I'm so I'm just stuck so far back in the past. Kendall is what's been revealed <laughs> with this because all of these things. They, we we finally found the decade that we were stuck in. Because I just can't believe. I'm like all of this. I'm like I know that these things are not new. I know that they are older. But they're old as shit. <laughs> All of this stuff. This stuff is 25 yep. years old. So, but anyway. It's really fucking old. Quite old, quite old. All right, Kendall, what were you looking up and why did it take so long? I was... I, well, because you were going on and on about all the things. I was ready long ago. Bingo. I was looking up the first book from Oprah's book club. And that was cast the origins of our discontents all about the caste system and where it originated from and she still to this day says it's one of the best books she's ever recommended for her book club so you should go out and read it immediately all right well what were the other what were the subsequent ones uh deacon king kong by james mcbride uh we got hidden valley road inside the mind of american family american dirt a novel I've read a significant number of Oprah's book club books, and I have not even like heard of any of those. So, well, those are the first ones. They're very, very early. Listeners, on. check these on Snopes. Hi, everybody. This is Cliff from the future. I'm here, coming back to the past, to this episode, to dispel ugly rumors and untruths that Kendall is dispelling or distributing or whatever through his lies on this show. He, of course, Googled Oprah's Book Club selections in order, and it was a confusing entry that he clicked on, because I think I clicked on the same one at first, but he was reading the most recent selections, which is why I and nobody else has heard of them, because, hi, Oprah, you don't have a show anymore. What are you doing still picking books? But anyway... Those were not the first Oprah Book Club book selections. The first one was The Deep End of the Ocean in 96, followed by Song of Solomon, which I did read, Book of Ruth, which I did listen to the book on tape, She's Come Undone, one of my favorite books, and others, The Rapture of Canaan was wonderful, and many, many more wonderful. So, Kendall, you blew it. I don't know what Kendall is talking about over there. <laughs> but Oprah's Book Club in itself was a great pick that Kendall made 30 or 40 minutes ago when we began this number. Well, you see, you got us off course, Cliff. I didn't. You did. <laughs> you got us way off course. Now, Kendall, does that mean it's time for number three? It's not. It's time for number three. Number three, Kendall. Well, I've had it rough, but don't cry for me. Argentina, the truth is that Evita came out in 1996. And wow, it see, I did not think that was 25 years old. changed all our lives. It was actually a long time ago. Don't keep your distance. Evita is a classic movie, and I will and have, of course, speaking of other albums that I would just perform. So what happens now? So what happens now? Did you, did you drop another one? Well, 
In my bedroom alone, the Evita <laughs> soundtrack. I was very cool that I did that. Uh, and, <laughs> excuse me. Kendall, I, gee, oh, look there. I think you caused an avalanche over there. <laughs> oh, there is a huge snow drift. Uh-oh. I hope people get out of the way. Anyway, Kendall, I want listeners and the kids out there, the teens, to know that back in the day, I had to make sure that when the Evita soundtrack came out, I had to make sure I had enough money to buy it. <laughs> and so I called <laughs> Media Play and I had to ask them and say, how much is this album going to be when it comes out? And they, I was on the phone, everybody, that happened. And it was a double disc album. The soundtrack is so excellent. I will just sing it all for you at any time. All you need to do is ask. And I'll take you vocally He's to serious. the He'll do it. balcony of the Casa Rosada. And it's just one of the most fantastic movies. I saw it uh, several times in the theater. And it was just excellent. Excellent Hollywood cinema excellence from Madonna and Andrew Lloyd Webber. So, Evita, Kendall, a, Evita, number three. What an excellent number three, Cliff. That was a wonderful number three. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. A new Argentina, the chair is about to begin. Love it. I love it. Love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, Kendall, I know listeners are dying for number two and one. Oh, We've not got one yet. more segment that I know, we have I'm to sorry. do. I just keep looking at the sculptures over there. I'm just blown yeah. away. Those, now, have you ever seen fabric rendered so lifelike in ice, like Jesus's loincloth? No, and he's, he's got like a tear coming down his face. Like, how did he sculpt a tear it's with a chainsaw? The, it's a t- it's the tiniest, like a suggestion of a tear. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah, so yes, you're right. We have another segment. And that oh, and look, Mrs. Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn, she is now, she's down to the part in her sculpture where she's setting the time on Mr. Snodbottom's pocket watch. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see and that. She, she made it the time that they officially got married that day. Oh, speaking of beautiful things, and this year, we'll have to tell them this. They know this, of course. They've been talking. But this year <laughs> is... Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns, 10th wedding anniversary. That's beautiful. We were there when it all started. Yeah. They're just the most wonderful couple. I love them. I love it. Love them, Kendall. Love them. All right. So, what are what's happening? What the food? What the food? <laughs> That's what's happening, Cliff. We're talking about what the food. All right, Kendall, I got some food questions for you. You, you, you. All right, you. I'm waiting. 
Go ahead. All right, Kendra. What? 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 Company produces Nutter Butter Cookies. What is that? Nabisco. Nabisco. I, I know. damn right it is. My peanut buttery wafers. Uh. All right, Cliff. Why do we call French fries French? Well, first off, I call them freedom fries. <laughs> but <Shut up. laughs> just kidding. Because of Pierre Francais, fry man, who first made them. What a wonderful guess. It is un- incorrect, though. But it was because of the French Julian cut, of course. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Popped kernels of popcorn come in two shapes. Butterfly and what? Explosion. No, it's like you have to think like penises come in two shapes. Butterfly and mushroom. Mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next like, think of that like next muffin time you see a mushroom cloud. Yeah. <laughs> what does the word Dorito mean in Spanish? It means no chip. <laughs> no, it means little golden things. Little golden things. So if you had, a, you know, a sweater that had a bunch of golden sequins on it, somebody could come up and be like, oh, you have Doritos all over your sweater. <clears throat> yep, and they would be right on both accounts probably with me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Kendall, speaking of nuts, what is another name for the Queensland nut or bush nut. <laughs> not nut bush. Not nut bush. Nut bush city lemon. Nut <laughs> bush city. I don't know. Is that the Brazil nut? No, kiddo. It's not the macadamia. It's the macadamia. Macadamia nut. You nut. Well, now I know. Cliff, what is now the. Uh, how many segments do most oranges have? Oh, um, I'm going to say they're like our show and say three. No, Cliff, ten. Ten. Oh, I can't do that many segments per episode, Kendall, sorry. <laughs> Which famous cartoon character's first words were hot dog? Yogi Bear. Hot dog, hey, boo-boo. No, I'll do the impression. Okay. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. This one and the same. Can't stop. Nothing's going to stop us now. Just now. We can never smile together. All right. What else? Kendall, well, I can't wait to see what you have chosen for number two. Uh, number two. Two, 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 two. 25 years ago. It was so long ago. So, so long ago. Uh, it was the movie that we all love and hold dear. It's one of it's one of my favorites, and I watch it very often. And that is the Birdcage. Oh, all right. <laughs> Were you thinking of a different one? Uh if I had to guess a movie that you were going to say those things about from '96. Birdcage would not have been my number one guess. I loved it. Love it. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring it up and say, can you believe it's been 25 years? 
since <laughs> the Birdcage. It was wonderful. Nathan Lane, Diane Weist is in it, right? Yes. Gene yeah. Hackman. Uh, oh, it was a, what a great year for Diane Weist. Also, my the movie I always mention that nobody, another movie nobody has ever seen that I mentioned, The Associate with Whoopi Goldberg and Diane Weist. Great oh. year for her. She had two big ones at the box office, although The Associate didn't, didn't didn't do as well. But I love it and remember it fondly. And Were you so anyway. Of, oh, sorry. Were you thinking of Independence Day? God, no. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that and we could just go on about our lives. Well, I, I was I just was wondering thinking, which one you thought. I thought you might have said Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, it was that year too. I, see, I didn't see that one or that one, that one definitely would have made the list. Oh, can well other while we're here talking about movies, other ones that were twenty five years old and can you believe? Excellent film. Another great year for Bette Midler with the first wives club twenty five years ago. Oh. Kendall, Mars attacked twenty five years ago. Oh, really? Ago. That does not feel like twenty five years ago. And don't Speaking of head in a jar. Not sad, Kendall, but happy Gilmore. First, was yelling at the ball to get in the hole. (gasps) 25 years ago, how far should you go? I don't know, just Fargo. Fargo was 25 years ago. Ellen had her wonderful movie, Mr. Wrong. 25. I've got to get that. Speaking of, I've got to panic by that. Go to eBay right after this to buy Mr. (laughs) Wrong on DVD. Another one, another movie I love, Albert Brooks and Debbie Reynolds' Mother. Did you ever see that, Kendall? Mother. I don't think I saw Mother. You need to write it down and see it. It is so funny. And it's Debbie Reynolds and Albert Brooks. So, and, and you would love it, especially just as she's his mother. And it's great. <laughs> Only person almost as fat as us in cinema, the nutty professor, uh, Eddie Murphy, was 25 years ago. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, Scream was 25 years ago. Oof. Not the not the first Brady movie, but the second one, the very Brady sequel, was 25 oh years God, ago. God, this is making me feel real old. And Kendall, uh, I like them French fried potatoes <laughs> with the julienne cut. I like mm-hmm. mustard on my potatoes. Uh, it's a sling blade. Some call it a Kaiser blade. Sling blade. 25. <laughs> Years ago. Wonderful Barbara Streisand movie I love. Mirror. Uh Uh-oh. Doesn't have just one face. Has two faces. Mirror has two (laughs) faces. Came out 25 years ago, Kendall. That is crazy. Well, Cliff, you know. Holy fucking shit. Just all the movies, but also there was other things that happened that that didn't really make the countdown, but but happened. Like, that was the year they uh, cloned the first sheep. Uh, Dolly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that was the year um, Ask Jeeves launched, <laughs> and MSNBC first came on. And oh, I'm sure you remember this. <laughs> oh, that tickles! <laughs> oh boy, tickle me, Elmo came out. That was the big hit list item that year. And I'll tell you, that leads perfectly into number one, because if it weren't for number one. And I would, I would say this under oath. I dare you to defy <laughs> me saying this. If it weren't for number one, there's a good chance we would not be talking about Tickle Me Elmo 25 years later and the splash that it made. But <laughs> there was a television show upon which it was heavily advertised. 
It was the Rosie O'Donnell Show. The Rosie O'Donnell Show. Yes. Number one, numero uno. Hi, I'm Pat Alexander from Brooklyn, New York. And this is the Rosie O'Donnell Show. Today's guests are Cher. And for multiplicity, six-year-old Katie Schlossberg. Music from Broadway's Bring in the Music, Bring in the Funk. And from Caroline in the City, actor Malcolm Getz. Hit it, John! She's precious and she's rare. It's the fabulous Cher. It's the Rosie O'Donnell Show. And now, here's Rosie. From Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah. You did an excellent oh, job. Thank you. Now, the Broadway show is actually called Bring In the Funk, Bring In the Noise. Yes. But they may think of changing it to Bring In the Music. <laughs> I kind of like it that way, too, Pat. Me, too. You know, you have the right to improvise when doing the announce, I think. Are you excited because Cher is here? I am. Nervous. I love Cher. All last Ooh. night I couldn't sleep. The whole night I'm like singing half read. Woo! <laughs> I love her. Remember when she always used to show a belly button? My mom used to like have a fit over that. You know, my mother was like, "Look at that Cher's navel." You know, 1971. <laughs> what was that? Amazing. I remember on I. Hey, what are you talking to Pat? What? <laughs> We're doing a live show here. You do the announce. You're conferring with your friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about how good you look. You're lying to me, Pat, <laughs> are you? <laughs> Say hello to John McDaniel and the McDL team. 25 years ago in the summer of 96. Somebody wrote that song, Summer of, I had it. Summer of 69. I got to rework it. Summer of 96. <laughs> When the Rosie show started. I had that standing by, had I got the uh, had I got the even or the odd numbers, I had it standing by uh, for number one, ready to go. Well, thank God I didn't need to throw the coin toss in my favor. Uh, anyway, you would have done the right thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Rosie O'Donnell show, there's nothing uh, you can say. It's just I, uh, a shell of a person is what I would be if it weren't for the Rosie O'Donnell show. <laughs> And she well, and I'm loving her on TikTok. I know TikTok, you don't stop. And she really did help make the fervor over Tickle Me Elmo. And oh yeah, I never heard anybody talk about this before. I heard her talk about it on the Rosie Show, probably that year, maybe the next year. 
She said, oh, there's this great book I just read. It's, it's a kid's book, but it's just one of the great books I've, I've read. Harry Potter. She talked about it first. Oh. I think that JK and Elmo owe her a, gr- a debt of gratitude to, to Rosie because she popularized all of these things, Kendall. Let's hear it for Rosie. Let's hear it for for the jokes. You know, remember she would do jokes and when she would read through the paper at the beginning and then she would close the mm-hmm. paper and she'd say, oh, it's the last joke. How do you know it's the last joke? And the people in the audience would say back, because it's taped to the desk. And then she would read the last joke. <laughs> and she had John McDee. Oh, I miss her show. Her piano man. And it was just, the world's never been the same. I love Cher. Totally. I'm so, a little Me nervous. Too. I'm trying not to be nervous. Because <sighs> it's Cher. You got to be cool with Cher, right? right? Sure. Got to be cool. Stop fawning over the guests. You know when I see her, I'm going to go, Woo! <laughs> My father married of the Cherokee. My mother's people were ashamed of me. I even got my tattoo because of her. You know I have a tattoo? Look, can we zoom in on this? This is really because I saw Cher's tattoos. I got this tattoo a few years ago. Look. And look at how it's a cross. Can you see? Look, it's a cross like the sanctuary catalog. Look, see? Wow. You can't really see see my hairy legs. Enough of that. (laughs) Gotta use Nair. (laughs) Remember that commercial? (laughs) I just sang it last week. The best that ever was. Oh. Look, and speaking of best that ever was, look at that Jesus over there. Oh, oh, and oh, look at their instructor with the mohawk. He's coming out. He's giving them both blue ribbons. They tied for number one in the class. Uh, uh, they're, they're just, just so, so wonderful. wonderful. There's just nothing, nothing they, they can't, can't do. So talented. So, all right, well, maybe we can take one of these classes. Or, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back over to the sorority girls and get some more ice cream cake. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe you can sneak some over to me. Well, you could come and apologize for scolding them so heavily when they just drunkenly bumbled into your snowman. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Be the bigger man, Kendall. You're already the bigger man weight-wise. I already am. I already am. All right. Uh, well, we will go do that. And uh, and thank you, listeners, for joining us down this memory lane walk down 1996. 25 years ago, all that shit happened. Ugh. Now I'm going to cry over my ice cream. No, don't cry, because it's over. Smile, because it happened. All right. Oh, beautiful, Cliff. Beautiful. Uh, I got to go, Kendall. And that was less than beautiful. We'll see you here next week. I got to get to the porta potty. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. (laughs) Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Thinking about the good things to come And I believe
something good has begun I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train Peace train take this country Come take me home again Now I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Peace train sounding louder Right on the peace train Ooh, I